give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Lift your hands and just minister to the Lord and bless him. Give him praise, give him glory, give him honor. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Our hearts are open once again to get blessed. Father, we thank you for blessing us in time past. We want to get blessed some more. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing us. We're asking that your word will distill upon our hearts as the dew of heaven. And our lives will be changed by your word. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I gave an instruction. You didn't act on it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so we want to get into God's word. And um, this month is our month of prosperity, right? Glory to God. Financial prosperity. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so um, I want to teach on prosperity, but I will cancel that um, if you really want to get the whole thing and get blessed uh, roundedly, you need to listen to the International Bible Study um, edition of the teachings of this month. And then number two, you also need to uh, listen to the e-service teaching. Okay, so that's important. So those two, make sure you go over them and listen with rapt attention. And uh, make the most of everything that God has for us this month. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So I want to talk to you about um, financial prosperity. Well, the first thing you need to understand about prosperity is that prosperity is having more than enough. Amen? All right. Prosperity is not in the zone of just enough. It is not in the zone of um, not enough. It is in the zone of more than enough. So God wants us to have more than enough. Hallelujah. So that's the idea of prosperity. So let me paint this picture very quickly. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verse 8. Okay? It says, And God is able to make all grace. How much grace? All. All grace abound towards you that you always have enough sufficiency in all things. May abound to every good work. So note the key words there, abound. Okay? And then note the word all sufficiency. Okay? And then note the word again, abound. And then note that the word, every good work. So, uh, prosperity is abounding in the grace of God such that you have how much sufficiency? All sufficiency. You have all sufficiency in how many things? In all things. Glory to God. So, that's, that's the idea of prosperity. And in the name of Jesus Christ, you are prospering. Amen. This month you prosper beyond measure. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let me talk about um, the principles of prosperity very quickly. The principles of prosperity. Now the first almighty principle of prosperity is that God is your source. 
Amen. Who is your source? God. God is your source. What does that mean? It simply means that everything you are going to be blessed with, money, favor, open doors, wherever you are going to um, find those blessings at work, at home, name it. All those blessings will come from God. Amen. God is my source. Can you say that? I can hear you. Say, God is my source. Don't your neighbor shout it. Say, God is my source. Not your uncle. Not your uncle. Not your parents. Not your boss at work. Not your not your government. Amen. Uh-huh. Not the economy of your country. Who is your source? God. So God is my source. You need to understand that. Now, in Genesis chapter number 22. Genesis chapter number 22. Okay. If you read, let's just um, take it from verse 17 for time. It says, And God said to Abraham that in blessing who will bless him? I, the Lord. I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thee as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the, sea, the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of, thy, of his enemies. So that simply means here that God is the one blessing us. Who is the blesser? God. Who is the blesser? I can't hear you. Come on. Who is the blesser? God. God is the blesser. So God says, I will bless you. I will do it. Amen. And then again, we understand here in Psalm 62 and verse 5, David says something very profound. All right? Psalm 62 and verse 5. Can we read it out loud, everybody? One, two, three, let's go. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. I can't hear you. Read it again. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. So that means God alone will satisfy the expectations of your heart. Can someone say amen to that? The moment you know that about prosperity, then you are good to go. You are good to go. Amen. This was the first lesson I learned about prosperity. It's a very, very... um, um, it's a very stretchy one. Praise God. It's, it's a very difficult lesson to learn. Let me put it that way. I was just trying to get the right word. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, the moment you make God your source, then you don't have expectations from any man anymore. Can someone say amen to that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, wives depend on their husbands to take care of some of their needs. True? All right. Um, Husbands sometimes depend on their uh, parents, or probably their their fathers, to take care of some of their needs. True? True? All right. Sometimes. All right. There There are some men who are still depending on their fathers. To take care of them. To take care of them and their wives and their children. Amen. 
I said, Amen. Amen. The Bible does not say a good man will take care of his wife, his son, or his children, all right, from generation to generation. It says, We leave an inheritance. Amen. The moment my child or our children grow up to a point where they are working, I, I leave them alone. They have to trust God to meet their needs. But they have an advantage of an inheritance. Amen. Good. Amen. That's wisdom for some men there. Amen. They are still tied to your dad's apron string. You can't live without your dad. It's not a good thing. Who is your source? Come on now. I can't hear you. Who is your source? Mm, louder. Who is your source? Okay, who is going to bless you? Who is going to bless you? God. Now, there are pastors, if you, if you are rich in this church, and you are a millionaire, a billionaire, you are not under pressure. True? All right. Nobody's under pressure here that uh, you have to give. Somebody's putting you under pressure. Pastor, no, 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 no. No. You are not our source. God is our source. Can someone say amen to that? So we don't put people under pressure. You know, we don't. Our needs are met over and above what we require. Can someone say amen to that? So this is very important. You must make God your source. It simply means that you are not going to look up to anybody again to meet your needs. Your needs are met by God and God alone. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from Him. Wait thou only upon God. Hallelujah. Now for some people, they don't beg, but they actually beg uh, technically. They don't beg directly. Amen. They call it fine barra. All right, fine barra begging technically simply means that you know everybody listen to me and believe in God for a cow. <laughs> if God has put it in your heart to bless me, <laughs> all right, that's not faith, that's fake. Amen. You don't discuss it with anybody. Someone says, Well, but what are what if people who are really willing to bless me are there and they're asking questions? You just tell them, Well. By God's grace, um, I'm good. Whatever you know, God puts in your heart to do for me, fine. All right, but I'm not going to sit down discussing my needs with you. Now, if you're a student, your parents are asking you, you can discuss your needs with them. Is that okay? Good. They are your parents. They are responsible for you. But you can then take it to a higher level as a student. Because um, when I was a student, I lived my life in such a way that <laughs> my parents knew that they were not responsible for me. That God was responsible for me. Amen. But naturally speaking now, your parents are asking you, all right, what do you need and all that? Tell them. Okay? And say thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Tell them. But never put anybody under pressure of any kind amen to meet your needs don't do it don't do it don't don't make people feel bad around you 
and feel obligated to you and feel like they owe you something. Amen? They only owe you love. The Bible says, owe no man nothing but to love. So they owe you love. That's all. Nobody owes you anything. God is your source. If you know that and it is settled in your heart, you started prospering. You know, I'm responsible for my wife, all right, to my ability. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If she wants more than I can give her, she should go to God. Uh-huh. After all, I didn't give birth to you in Christ. <laughs> so, are you flamsing here? <laughs> You know, so you have to go to God. So I tell her, This is what I'm doing, I'm doing this, is what I'm doing, and all that. Praise God. All right. He said, Well, I need more. Mm-mm. Go and pray. See, why should you learn to pray? So, all this headache you're having, all right, is because you don't know how to pray. You've made your husband your source, he can't meet all your needs. That's the truth. Amen. She knows she can't put me under pressure. We don't put ourselves under pressure in our family. It's a family culture. And I write, I need this. Let's pray about it. Then, but what about? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Let's trust God to meet our needs. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Even when the needs are staring us in the face like this, and everybody's like, ah, we need money, we need money, we still trust God to meet our needs. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. We are faith people, right? Yes, sir. Are you a faith person? Yes, sir. If you are not a faith person, then you are fake. The just shall live by faith. Have you been justified by faith? Yes, you justify, you are justified by faith. So because you are justified by faith, you live by the, the same faith that justified you. Glory to God. It's that simple. So no pressure of any kind. Does not mean men should not be responsible for their wives and their children. Don't misunderstand me. Are you following me here? Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? It's simple. But what I'm saying is this. Look, you cannot be too responsible. All right? To your own harm. There are some men, they go and borrow to prove a point to their family. All right? You're putting a body into your family and not proving a point to them. Because you remember that prophet that died. He didn't know he was going to die at the time he did. He just left the scene suddenly. And then the creditors came and said, your two sons, we're going to take them because your husband couldn't pay up. And she cried to another prophet. Can you imagine? There are prophets who are debtors. And there are prophets who can prophesy money, provision. Will you need busy? Are you from saying here? I mean, this is a prophet now. I mean, he didn't say layman, a prophet. Look at it. Huh? And with all the prophetic on his life, he died owing people. Then the wife now went to another prophet. I, I, I like this prophetic, like Elisha's. <laughs> I don't like that other one. <laughs> a prophet who is owing people money. You know, he said, prophesy that money. 
Elisha said, what do you have in your house? Just a pot of oil. He says, now go inside. Look at prophetic, the prophetic. Lock yourself in. Borrow vessels, not a few. Or I pour and keep pouring and keep pouring. When there were no vessels anymore, the oil stayed. Glory to God. And then he said, man of God, I am blessed. And I said, look, he didn't say, give me one, one of the pots. No. He said, go and sell whatever is left. Pay your debt, whatever is left. You and your your sons live on that. Amen. Prophetic. Now I always tell people, I don't respect your faith if it's not working for you. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, apology, but I have to tell you the truth. If you're a prophet, alright, prophesy your healing. Amen. If you're a prophet, prophesy a miracle. I mean, Elisha had been there. Why did that man go to Elisha? God is your source. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Say it with your mouth. Say, God is my source. Loud as say, God is my source. Alright. So you trust God to meet your needs. Amen. Don't beg. Now, begging is not dignifying. Alright, you can throw something to a beggar or at a beggar. Alright, begging is not dignifying. Never beg. Go to God and receive from God what you require. Make sure your heart is in God, your expectation comes from Him, your trust is in Him, in God. Absolutely. 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 Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Trust in God. Absolutely. Glory to God. So make God your source. In other words, choose to trust God alone to meet your needs. Choose to trust God alone to meet your needs. Amen. Let everything within you be tilted towards God. Nothing left behind. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. You know, something happened one time. My wife said, all right, what about this and all that? I said, well, I'm not ready for that yet. He said, I know that there's nothing you truly believe God for. That God has not given you. Believe God for this one. Amen. I said, well, I'm not ready for that yet. Glory to God. You know, but I remember that statement and I gave God thanks for it. Amen. That even my wife, by the grace of God, knows that I'm a man of faith. Amen. Be a man of faith. Believe God to meet your needs. And I will show you how to believe God to meet your needs. It's very simple. Amen. Glory to God. But that's not what we're looking at today. Or should I, should I focus on that? Eh? Should I focus on that? <laughs> amen. <laughs> I said amen. <laughs> okay. Philippians chapter number 4 and verse 19. My God shall supply, come on now, all your need according to his riches where in glory by Christ Jesus my God shall supply all your need my God come on say God, 
Now, who is going to supply all your need? God. I can't hear you. Who is going to supply all your need? God. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. God. God. Now, how many of you here, you believe in God for a new car? All right, good. And we're complaining about traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. But it won't affect traffic, right? Good. So, where's that... Where's that car going to come from? <laughs> okay, you get it now. Where's that car going to come from? When you're walking in faith. See, one of the... Can I talk to you? Yes, but, but I will talk to you with my notes in view. So that you don't let me talk. Alright. Now, one of the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ is faith, come on now, toward God. So it's faith toward God. Okay? So if you're believing God for anything and you're still looking around, you're not in faith yet. If you're believing God for a car, all right, and you go and visit your dad and go to the garage, how many cars do you have? You say, well, just three. Amen. The third one, are you really using it? You say, not really, just um, on standby. Do you want to sell it? Ah, no. Daddy, will you give it to me? No. Amen. Well, why, why not give it to me? No, it's not part of the plan. And then there's offense. That is wicked. But that is not wicked. Alright, that is only wicked if that didn't raise you. He sent you to school, right? Good. You have graduated. Is that wickedness? You are the wicked one. You ought to be taking care of that now. It's wickedness to, to have your dad so seeds, so seeds, so seeds, and your vineyard is not producing fruit. You still coming back and say, Daddy, I need my more manure. He says, well, you're already planted. He says, just keep pouring it. If you, if, you, if you think straight, you realize that many of us have been wicked. You say I should talk to you. <laughs> now, wickedness is not, doesn't mean that you're not born again. It simply means you're unreasonable. If you're unreasonable, you are wicked. That wicked servant... Okay, who had one talent? What did he do with his talent? Uh huh. Now, did he kill anybody? No, talk to me. Did he kill anybody? So, wickedness is not just killing people. When people lose sense of natural logic or reason, they are wicked. Are you from what I'm saying here? Good. So, daddy says no. You're still looking around. You call your friends and say, um, Olu, how many cars do you have? Four. Okay, can I get one? No. Friendship is not a burden. You don't go into friendship and then the friendship becomes a burden on you. He that has a friend must show himself what? And not burden some. Are you from what I'm saying here? 
that you have a rich friend does not mean you should be a burden on that friend. It's, it's, it's your, your friend is your friend. He's not the person that will be bankrolling all your expenses. Kind of things that. And that's why some friendship don't last. She's burden, burden every time, burden. Give me this, buy me this, give me one, give me that, give me that one. Amen. So, what is the friendship about? Who is the sponsor? Who is the parasite? Amen. No, that's not friendship. Amen. My friend, my covenant friend, bought a brand new car. All right, and he bought it. I rejoiced with him. I didn't feel bad, like ah, but my car is not brand new and all that. Ah. You see, that kind of a thinking shows that you are still a child. To be thinking that because somebody has extra money, the money is for you. <laughs> what kind of thing is that? Extra. So that's why some people don't talk. You know, they keep quiet. <laughs> Just praise God with me. God is good. They can't share yet their testimony with their friend. Friend. When people share testimony with you, your countenance is like, you know, you remember that deal I told you of, you know, that 50 million euro. Right, the guy paid 30 million. The next thing you hear is this, ah, glory to God, hallelujah. All right, you know I told you of the business I wanted to start. <laughs> Friendship. You don't even wonder, what kind of thing is this? Don't do that. It's not dignifying. And you know why people do that? They don't know how to believe God. For the, you see, he bought a brand new car. I rejoiced with him. Amen. I drove it around town a bit and gave it back to him. Praise God. No envy. No envy. Are you a blessing to your friend or a burden? You say you have a friend. Can your friend share testimonies with you? And you, you will not feel bad. And they are calling you for another one week. You are not picking up. Why is my life like this? And all that? Because you just had a testimony. <laughs> Lift up your hands. Say, God is my source. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Mm-hmm. That's it. You rejoice with your friend and you mean it from your heart. Amen. And you will not you make it make a vow. I will not ask for anything for the next two years from this person. This is, this is how to live our lives, amen. amen. Healthily. Glory to God. Now somebody thought well of you and bought you. Airtime, what five thousand naira? But because you just knew about his major breakthrough, you were angry. He me five thousand naira, me, me five thousand naira. Huh? With the major breakthrough God just gave you, me five thousand naira. Huh? Should have bought me a phone, an iPhone, me five thousand naira. And then you wonder, is he meant to be buying you airtime? What's, what's that? So you can't appreciate people because you have knowledge now. That's the power of information. When they ate, they knew that they were naked. This kind of knowledge that will make people feel vulnerable. And you now feel like, you know, somebody's owing you something. 
who didn't buy anything from you. I mean, 5,000. Yeah! Glory to God and all that. Don't say, uh, from, okay, okay, let's look at it. Let's calculate the tie. <laughs> okay, so it's a 10 million breakthrough. Like, pays tight, tight, one million. <laughs> Is it your money? <laughs> no, I just wonder, why are you calculating your head? Is that no wickedness? Leave them alone now. Is it wrong to have a breakthrough and you feel like you need to share your breakthrough with your friend? Hey! When you shared your testimony with me, did I call you and say, <laughs> my son? <laughs> There's this special breakthrough prophecy I have for you. <laughs> Carry your head, come, let me bless you. <laughs> I will never do that. For what? So, I'm just left like, if you hit anything major, don't, don't tell pastor. <laughs> he will demand for a prophet's offering. No. If he gives it, fine. If he doesn't give it, it does not spoil our relationship. Alright? Our bond is no money. It's covenant. Alright, you have to remove that cellular tape of money tying you to your friends. I'm telling you, it's super glue. <laughs> yeah, for some people, that's their bond to their husbands. Is money? Money? So the man feels like, you say, you know, I love you. I say, <laughs> you love me? Yeah, I love you. <laughs> and something's not flowing again, you're not greeting him. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you really love me? <laughs> See, money, 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 money. It's just bond, bond, money, 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 money. Hey! Thank God for money. You can create some things with money, but listen very carefully. You must, your love must push past money. Beyond the boundaries of money. Can someone say amen to that? Who is your source? Come on now. God. I can't hear you. Who is your source? God. I can't hear you. Who is your source? God. Man, there was a man, someone called me sometime, you know, said he needed something, I sent it to him. And then he called again, said he needed something, and I sent it to him. From a heart of joy, I just wanted to be a blessing. So he now said, now he wants to help me to not be sending money to him regularly. That he has discovered a business that he wants me to sponsor. Ah. So he said, <laughs> no, I'm serious. He now said he bought, you know, he said there is a land and there's this thing that, you know, he just explain everything. And then he said, I should come and pay for it. I said, do you know God? <laughs> he said, yes, I know God. Go and tell him to pay for it. Do I look like God to you? I am potent, but I'm not omnipotent. I'm mighty, but not, I'm not what? Almighty. Do I look like God to you? Why are you putting the body you should put on God, on me? Do you want to kill me? <laughs> Do I look like God to you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> In this office here, <laughs> somebody walked up and he said, 
the Lord spoke to me. I said, yeah, I want to hear. What did he tell you? He said, the Lord said, you should buy me a land, a plot of land. <laughs> I said, I didn't hear God. He didn't tell me <laughs> to do that. <laughs> he said, open your heart and hear. I said, come on, get out of my office. <laughs> Amen. I said amen. amen. You know, sometimes people just feel like people are rich for them. No, they're not rich for you. Uh, that there are three, five billionaires in church. Any time you come, you have a ministry meeting. You're looking at uh, God not sp- the expectation is God, has God not spoken to you about me? You wanted to say something, sir. Say, no, no, there's nothing in my heart. No, 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 say something. The Lord will give inspiration. Is God saying God is not saying anything to him? He hasn't. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let rich people breathe. Because if, if you're doing and people like that, when they have a major breakthrough and some people put pressure on them, no, and your road you know so juntini, you know, don't you know that rich man? Ah, leave me alone. I just had a major breakthrough. I've not even been established in it yet. <laughs> You're putting pressure on me. Amen. <laughs> and that's why sometimes some very, very wealthy people, they want to have their own church or parish. They say, Pastor, can you give us an extension in Ekoi? Because <laughs> if you have to attend that place, girl, you will have to travel. <laughs> So that we can manage ourselves here. Turn to your neighbor, say you're blessed. You're blessed. Say to your neighbor, say you're blessed. You're blessed. Amen. <laughs> All right, make God your only source. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. The resource flows from the source. If you need resources, connect to the source. And stay connected to the source. Amen? So, when the source flows out, what flows out of the source is called resource. Amen? And the source can always resource you. Can someone say amen to that? Good. My God shall supply, not my uncle. And God may now decide to use anybody. But you see, my God shall what? Supply. It's your God. I dare you, if you have a God, lift up your hand and say, My God. God. Louder, say, My God. God. Say, My Father. Father. Hallelujah. If we are buying property for GLT Lekki, I don't expect, all right, the very wealthy people in church to give more than me. You know, I'm just coming up. You know now. You know, so I, I want to give too. I don't say, um, how, are you giving? How much have you given? That's not before me. God is my source. Amen. 
And when you say, Father, I trust you, you say it's a lie. You don't trust me. You trust your uncle. Father, I trust you to meet this need. You say it's a lie. You trust your parents. You trust your boss at work. Your big brother. If you put your trust in God, you cannot put your trust in God three quarter and then put one quarter in your uncle. No. No. Amen. I was telling um, somebody, I said, do you know why my faith is working the way it's working? Number one, revelation of God's word. Number two, a lot of people expect me to do things for them. I don't have an uncle to call. That's, that's the only challenge I have. <laughs> and it's a good one. Praise God. I don't have an uncle. So if I look around, everybody says, ah, you will do it, you will do it. For somebody said, I'll believe God, put the money in your hand. I'm telling you. I said, but what about in your hand, sir? This is my hand. I'm not sure I can receive it. <laughs> Stretch forth your hands. My hands are blessed. <laughs> so I can receive anything. So I can receive anything. Glory to God. Man. So it's the person said, I'll pray that God will put it in your hand. And I know you will give it. You have a good heart. Amen. So sometimes my wife is saying, D, this one. The children, D. I mean, Father, this one. Um, you know, so I carry everything. I go to camp. <laughs> sometimes I have to run away and go to camp to go and meet God. Amen. So when I get to camp, I'll table everything before God and pray. Say, Father, this, 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 this. Amen. Now, maybe the props around you are responsible for your lack of faith in God or development of your faith in God. Maybe. Too many props sometimes. You may think God is meeting your needs, whereas the props are meeting your needs. And when the props are removed, that's when we can tell whether or not your faith works. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying here? Believe in God. Trust God to meet your needs. You know, somebody came one time and he sent a particular amount of money and I love this statement. God said I should give you this. Ah. How many of us love that? Not that they told me that you're dying. And that yesterday you were contemplating suicide. So I just thought to help you. Please don't die. We need you. Take this. Say so thank you. I won't die again. <laughs> Amen. Genesis chapter number 14. Quickly. Start reading from verse 21. Genesis 14 21. Okay? And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. 
Verse 22. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Amen. That I will not take from anyone a thread, even to a shoe lashet, and that I will not take anything that is thine. Lest thou shouldest say what? I have made Abraham rich. So let me tell you something. If God will not take all the glory concerning that blessing, all right, he will not do it. Amen. Now, many of us will give God glory, but God is not taking all the glory. And you know who is taking the part of that glory. And God is called the jealous God. My glory will I not share with any man. Amen. I will not give my praise to any graven image. Amen. If you want God to take all the glory, talk to God alone about that thing. And, you know, there was something, something happened one time. Somebody came to, you know, um, visit at ours. And we were talking. All of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. A couple. Give them that car. Amen. And I said to them, the car outside, the red one. God said, I should give it to you. Glory to God. And I gave it to them. Do you know that till tomorrow, I still count it a privilege to have sown that car into their lives? Are you what I'm saying here? I never bragged on it. Because they didn't beg me for it. God told me to give them. Can you believe God and God will move the hearts of people to bless you? Or you are the one moving their hearts yourself? It's witchcraft. Let's stop all this manipulation, trying to manipulate people I'm a man of God. I'm called of God. The Lord said, I should prophesy into your life. Uh, prophesy. Go ahead. All right. And then you prophesy and say, okay, well, a man of God is going, is leaving. All right. And I say, okay, mm, let me give him $100. That's 600 and, is he 16 or 20? Uh huh. 20,000. I mean, sorry. 60, 60, 62,000, right? Uh -huh. So, then you open the envelope. I thought he said you were a millionaire. He <laughs> said, yes, I am. Hey, Amen. But can you give a man of God this kind of an offering? Don't name your offering before people name it before God. If I claim some money before God now, God can put it in the heart of people to give it to me. Are you what I'm saying here? Well, I won't mention it to you. Hallelujah. And the day I noticed that you, maybe you gave me something and you're feeling somehow, I'll sow it back into your life. I'm telling you. Right there and then. God rejects offerings. Right? Uh -huh. Cain gave God offering. God said no. He rejected Cain and his offering. Right? 
So I would just say, no, I don't need it. If you really want to live in the dignity of God, you make God your source. Can someone say amen to that? Can you whisper to your neighbor, say, God is my source. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. God is my source. Amen? Praise you don't have to draw it. Just say, God is my source. Amen? Many of you eat Ila and... Um, you know, just say, God is my source. Say amen. amen. And many of you do did phonet, phonetics too in this church. Amen. <laughs> but when they give you the mic to preach, phonet won't flow. <laughs> so, a native language that will flow in. <laughs> I remember there was a brother that used to speak phonet a lot, <laughs> they gave him the mic. The burden of ministry <laughs> came upon his tongue and phonetics left. <laughs> he said, brother, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Go back to that scripture, Genesis chapter number 14. Amen. Alright, so look at it. Lest thou shouldest say, I made Abraham rich. So that means that there are people who are waiting to say something about what God has done in your life that he made you rich. I'm telling you. Some people don't mind sharing God's glory in your life. They don't mind. I'm telling you. And you give them the opportunity to share the glory of God in your life. Then your uncle says, now you are saying you believe in God, you are traveling abroad. You believe in God, you are traveling abroad. abroad." We say we should stay back for two weeks. We have a family function. Say, daddy, I I can't wait and and all that. And forget about the the money, that account you can. And they say, I know you have to. Sit down. People want to control you. Amen. Don't let them control you. You know, something happened. Kenneth Copeland and his wife, Gloria Copeland, they had a deal. And those early days when he just started learning about prosperity, <laughs> the wife, Gloria Copeland, told her husband, Kenneth Copeland, he said, you believe God for the jet, I believe God for the house. So the wife believed God for the house. He believed God for the jet. And the, the husband would say, I didn't put, there was no impute of my faith in the house. She, she spelled out the specifications of the house, what she wanted, everything. Presented the husband, she said, said, look, just the sitting room on this side, that's what I'm interested in. All right, and all the specifications, and she took that to God in prayers. Believed God for it. The house is debt free. All right, debt free. You know, when you say debt free house, it's not debt free in the United States of America. She believed God for it. Amen. Now, you begin to respect a woman who can use her faith. 
Not a was just pushing everything to the man. What have you believed God for? That you come back home and play with me. Is that faith? That we'll go for vacation next year. <laughs> Are there women of faith here? You're not sounding like women of faith. Are there women of faith here? Man. If there's a major project and you come and your husband says, okay, this is what we're doing. And say, okay. Um, yeah, I take care of 25% of it. 40% of it. 50% of it. 60% of it. Darling, leave that to me. My God has taken care of it. Ah, respect will go up to skyrocket. Ah, the man will just collapse like this. I'm telling you. <laughs> Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you something. Being a housewife is good if it's your choice. But that's not your destiny. It's, it's good enough that you're a wife. Why should your wifery be limited to the house? That means you're a wife, a housewife in house prison. Are you sure what I'm saying here? If you're taking care of your children for some time, it's fine. You have decided to do so. Hello. Women, can I talk to you? You are a wife, not a housewife. There is no housewife in the Bible. No, no, I am telling you, for this reason, the man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his housewife. <laughs> Did you see housewife there? Who is qualifying the wife? So. In other words, what we're saying is this. Look, you have to be productive with your hands. Trust God to meet your needs. So that there are certain things, darling, by the grace of God, we've taken care of this. I can't remember the last time I bought certain things. You know, singlet, boxers. I don't buy those things. There are certain things I don't think about. My wife. Amen. Amen. She's my wife, not my housewife. She's my journey wife, destiny wife, on the go wife, not just house. I don't leave my wife behind when I'm going out. That's a housewife. My wife is, you see, look, you go together. What God has. Am I joined to my house? No, I'm joined to my wife. We live in a house together. <laughs> She's not housewife. I'm not house husband. <laughs> Are you from <what> saying here? <laughs> now, for some men, they be like, believe that that's it. when a man is very prosperous. All right. You see, the the blessing of work is not money. Money is secondary to the blessing. The blessing of work is fulfillment. 
to start with and what you are becoming on the inside it's not just money so they may sack you they can't sack the experience you have gotten on that job you carry it with you are you sure i'm saying here so women should be redundant and the only thing they have experience in and at is raising children cooking and all that no in fact we have done the research that men are better cooks than women. Now I'm telling you the truth. You say you're doing like this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay, count, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Let me finish my message. <laughs> okay, the, the chefs, the chefs we have, all the chefs we have, all right? All right, just look at gender. Put pen to paper, do your stats. Huh? We have more male chefs than. True? I can't hear you. True? No, it's, it's simple. In fact, when it comes to if you understand cooking, I won't say something so I don't offend anybody. <laughs> if you understand cooking. <laughs> You understand? The temperament of a man is geared towards cooking better than that of a woman. Sometimes, you see, the soup will come out looking like the motion of the woman. <laughs> Flat soup like this. And she's not happy. <laughs> but a man, if a man is not happy, you may not know. He can pocket that thing and use his mind, his brain. Alright, so that constancy is there. And you need constancy for, you know, to keep delivering the thing. And it's just not, you know, yeah. Ah, if, if your wife is not happy, you don't want to taste her. <laughs> it's like you're going into the oven. The kitchen is like oven. <laughs> what comes out is, you know, it may be baked this way, half baked like a frame. <laughs> Cake undone. Amen. <laughs> Have I offended you? <laughs> Forgive me now. <laughs> God is my source. Come on. Lift up your hands and shout. And say, God is my source. Louder. Say, God is my source. Rise to your feet and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, God, 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 you're my source. I trust in you absolutely. In the name of Jesus. I'm not looking around. I'm looking up to you. I trust you to meet my needs. I trust you to meet my needs. In the name of Jesus. You meet all my needs over and above what I require. In the name of Jesus, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Prante Chris Copra Santele Grusha Talabrahaya. 
Sanangre kosa tile brahante le grusha tina sagante le grusha katile bragadegre gadusha. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Lord, I trust in you absolutely, 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 absolutely. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.